Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. I see trees of green, red roses too, I see them bloom for me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see previews. And that's I what see we got. Previews of <laughs> green. Yeah, there's a couple green ones. Yeah. <laughs> no red roses. Though. None red, no yeah. red here. White and black roses, though. We got all the colors. What's up, everyone? You are watching Slash Legends of the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Shimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Yes, Commander Legends is here. Uh, big thanks to Watsi for the preview cards. Yay. So we have multiple cards. We've got three brand new cards from the set and that to unveil, to show off, to to preview, and then one reprint that we're also uh, letting everybody know about. So uh, also, I should say, one of the new cards is a legendary creature. Pretty sweet. Pretty cool. I think a lot of players will be excited about this one. Some cool interactions. But before we tell you what these cards are, we got to tell you about our sponsors. Cardkingdom.com slash zone. That is our affiliate link. Listen, Commander Legends, this is the first ever booster box set for commander right you can draft it or you can just open the packs to get the cards or whatever it is you like to do but this is the first time they've ever done a product like this and so we know everybody out there is going to want to get their hands on it if you just use our affiliate link cardkingdom.com slash command zone when you order your magic cards you're getting what you want which is your magic cards and just <laughs> simultaneously you are helping to support uh the game night's extra turns this podcast the round table all of our content yeah and card kingdom has some of these great like pre-constructed decks that they make as well. This is going to be an amazing entry point for a lot of new players, I think, into the format, uh, especially those that might be in the more limited side that want to try out Commander Legends. So a really exciting time. The best place to get cards, especially if you want to just click one button and be done. Yep. Let's go to cardkeen.com slash command zone. And they're going to get your stuff super, super fast. You know, sometimes you order booster boxes online from other places and you don't get it for like a week and a half, two weeks until yeah. the set comes out. Not you want to you know you're going to get your cards like right away, right? We all want to get our hands on them. Card Kingdom gets you the stuff the fastest. Yeah. And if you want to play those cards on amazing product, Ultra Pro, of course, another sponsor of the show. They've been with us for so long and we are always trusting them with our card quality because when you play stuff on game nights, when you shuffle up decks, especially when you give them to visiting players you want to make sure that those cards get back to you in one piece and so we always trust ultra pro their hyper eclipse sleeves hypergloss hypergloss i always say eclipse eclipse i don't know where hyper came from either well hyper is just cool man <laughs> and every time i think of ultra pro i'm like this is cool they're pro gloss pro gloss for professionals wait yes that is what pro stands for okay yeah and if you want and to also amateurs like yeah. us <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. Listen, pros and amateurs, actually amateurs even more than pros want to protect their cards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of pros are like, whatever, I just play this for the tournament and yeah, I Yeah, I'm care. done with it. Yeah, but, you know, amateurs like us that have big collections and lots of cards that they want to make sure are not damaged, we're all going to use Ultra Pro. Yeah, and I'm hyper stoked to put pro gloss sleeves on my stuff, as should you be. So, uh, again, Ultra Pro, you can, get some pro you can get some of the product on Card Kingdom or just any of your local game stores to support them. Uh, and the final way to support our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. In fact, we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to Brett Merks. Merks or Merkes. I have no idea. Sorry, Brett, but you rock. <laughs> 
first of all. <laughs> yeah, you do it right. Brett, you're awesome. Sorry about your, we messed up your last name. Uh, something really quick to say to patrons and non-patrons, I guess. Mm-hmm. The Game Nights auditions, they're almost over. When you're watching this, there's only a couple of days left. If you want to have a chance to be flown out to Los Angeles, hang out with Jimmy and I and the team, play Commander on an episode of Game Nights. Of course, this is all going to take place at a point when the pandemic has made it safe to do so, when the yes. pandemic has receded a little bit. But the audition process is going on right now where we choose the guest, and then once we've chosen the guest, we're going to determine the time uh, to, to record it. So it probably won't be recorded for a number of months, but if you don't get your audition in within the next couple of days, you don't have a chance to be chosen. That's only available to patrons, but you can sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash command zone, uh, just to audition if you want to for as little as a dollar a month and you will be eligible. So again, yep. only a couple of days, get on in there. All right. All the instructions below, make sure you follow them and we'll be able to watch your audition in time. Yeah, instructions in the show notes. Okay. Okay. Uh, we know you're here for the preview, so let's get right into it. All right. This first card is a reprint. There are going to be a lot of reprints in Commander Legends, obviously. This one ties more into the other cards we'll be talking about today. It's not terribly exciting, though. It is Fleshbag Marauder. This disgusting sack of flesh is going to be back, and it's going to be costing you two in the black for a 3-1. And when it enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature. Typically, you're going to sacrifice the Fleshbag Marauder with this, or you're playing it in a deck that's an Aristocrats deck, has a bunch of cards that want to be sacrificed, and this is an easy way to play something, make everyone lose a creature, and yourself as well. This card, Merciless Executioner, Plague Crafter, yeah. what's the new one? There's a new one from like Zendikar Rising that's very similar. Yeah. Uh, these are staple type cards in the format. A lot of decks run stuff like this because this kind of sack effect does really hurt decks that don't have a lot of creatures out, Voltron decks, things like that, that sacrificing their one creature usually means their commander. And it's very hard to protect against a something that makes you effect, yeah, yeah something that makes you sacrifice so yeah uh we're not gonna talk about it long that's probably it actually because uh, you know the card you've seen it in play it is getting reprinted in commander legends but we know you're all here really for the new cards that Ooh. we're reviewing and we've got three of them on deck really excitingly this first one should we reveal it yeah let's do it Ugh, this is already <laughs> giving, it's giving me tryptophobia and arachnophobia it is sweet gum recluse for green green for a creature spider that's a zero three and it's got flash Cascade, and Reach. And when Sweet Gum Recluse enters the battlefield, put three plus one plus one counters on each of any number of target creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. So Cascade is a mechanic we don't see often on the show or talk about. It's really simple. When you cast a card with Cascade, while it's on the stack, you reveal cards from the top of your library until you reach a non-land permanent card that has a CMC that is less than the card that you casted, and then you can cast that card for free. So, if so you flip, yeah, you, you'll flip four or five things. If you flip a five drop, you're, you can cast it. Yep, and if that has Cascade, it keeps going. Uh, so, Sweet Gum Recluse, the, this card on its face, when it enters the battle, when you, when you play it, you're cascading into hopefully another big creature or something, and then when it enters the battlefield, oh, look, it saw another creature that entered the battlefield before it, thus it can put three plus one plus one counters on it. Right, because if you cascade into a creature, that creature has now entered the battlefield this turn. Yes. The, it's easy to miss on Sweet Gum Recluse, Sweet Glum, Sweet Gum <laughs> Recluse, uh, that it will put three plus one plus one counters on every creature that has entered the battlefield this yeah, turn. Yeah, not three total. So yeah. if you have five creatures, that's 15 plus one plus one counters. Plus it'll put it on itself. Yes. Because it will be a creature that has entered the battlefield this turn. So it's always a three six for six mana with flash, cascade, and reach. Yeah, so the cascade is pretty important there. Yeah, Cascade is just generally very powerful. We've talked about cards like Rishkar's Expertise, which has a similar effect in how good it is. You're always going to get two cards off of Sweet Gum Recluse no matter what because of Cascade. So people can often build decks around this as well so that when they play one Cascade card, they can only hit one legal target in the deck, and that's like right. some part of their combo. Hard to do with Sweet Gum Recluse just because it's drop. a six drop. <laughs> Usually you would do that with something that's like three CMC and say, I only have one two drop in the whole deck or something like that. Yeah. Uh, still, a lot of value here and... You know, I think this is obviously going to go into some plus one, plus one counter decks because if you have doubling season or winding constrictor, hardened scales, that type of stuff, this gets quite a bit better. I mean, the fact that it's six CMC does make it difficult to like get other creatures out that turn. Yeah, because besides you, the one you cascade into, and sometimes you might cascade into a cultivate. How many could you even do off of the sweet gum? Right, six mana. Let's say you want to secure the waste for three. That's a bunch of mana there too, and then you have to yeah, cast that on top of a six drop to get the counters. So it doesn't seem like that traditional way of just like play a bunch of things and then flash this in is going to be. 
great. Yeah, I think some top depth manipulation would be good with this because you want to know what you're going to hit. So if yeah. you, if you sort of sensei's divining top, look at the top few cards of your library. You notice there's a good creature there or a creature that's going to come in and make a couple of tokens, maybe. Yes. So now I'm gonna I know what I'm going to cascade into, and that makes this a lot better. Plus it has flash, so it's a thing that you can kind of sneak creatures into play like on the end step before your turn. So you can have some explosive plays. Let's just imagine a creature that comes in and makes two tokens Mm -hmm. uh, that's five CMC or less. If you do that on the end step before your turn, that's like, what, 12... 13, 14, 15, 16 power onto the board at flash speed on yeah. your end step. You, you're playing uh, Gruul, you Siege Gang Commander, you get the tokens in. All of those creatures, including the Suicum Recluse, is going to get a 3 plus 1 plus encounter. So that's a lot. That's a that's lot of power. 15 power on the board right there. Siege Gang Commander is a good example. Um, so I think you, you, know, you might think about it in some decks that have that kind of setup already, where if you've mm-hmm. already got a top and you've already got, you know, Siege Gang Commander or those type of cards yeah. in your deck, then uh, I would think about including this. Yeah, uh, notably, I also wrote down that you could play this on your opponent's turn. Let's say they oh. have an explosive turn where they make 50, you know, plus on, for 50 one ones, and then you flash in <laughs> Sweet Come Recluse. I was thinking more like they swing with a creature that had haste or something, uh-huh. and you flash this in to give that creature just a little bit more power, or maybe it needed. Oh, or nice. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, it is a play pattern that you could just to get a little more punch, maybe knock somebody out or kill a creature that blocked that thought it was going to eat the creature that was blocking or something Ooh, like yeah. that. Um, those situations don't come up very often, but I didn't even think about the fact that you could help your opponents out with it. That's yeah. interesting. Imagine they just make a ton of creatures and then you give them, you know, 150 power because they just have one of those turns. <laughs> why would, I don't know why you do that, but uh, sure. maybe it's like, don't attack me for a turn and you're holding a board wipe or something. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Sure. There's a lot of Make things sure they're not on. playing blue. Yeah. <laughs> or white or like okay anyway um okay it is an enter the battlefield effect too so in a yes. blink deck like rune i think this is actually pretty good because you might play something blink something else blink this mm-hmm. get you know six counters for two mana basically yeah uh so that could be very powerful yeah if you blink it multiple times during a turn if any creatures enter the battlefield that turn even ones that you flicker it's going yeah. to see those and so it's going to add those counters every single time if you're able to dead eye navigate into there this. you go there you go <laughs> another uh, six drop yeah. or seven drop easy no but problem. it's only two to activate so once you got that going it could, you could get a lot of counters on stuff yeah uh it's going to reset the counters on the recluse every time though so it's only yeah, yeah, for something yeah. else important to note if you blink it um, you won't get the cascade effect. Cascade is a cast trigger, so right. you're only going to get the ETB effect. So some cards that we looked up that might be fun to cascade into, uh, Crystalline Crawler is sort of a five-mana all-star, or five-mana, or five-color deck all-star. Yeah, I was going to say, it's only four mana. It has converged, so it enters the battlefield with a plus-one, plus encounter for each color of mana spent to cast it. But if you cascade into it uh, with Sweet Gum Recluse, you get to add three plus-one, plus-one counters, and you get to remove plus-one, plus-one counters from this creature at any time to add a mana of any color. So it comes in, you already get the value of getting some free mana on it, and you could maybe use that to play something else, because, again, six mana is a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> this just... Obviously. Gave, Guru of Spores, pay one to remove a 1-1 counter from it, and then you create a 1-1 sapperling. Or you can pay one to sacrifice creature and put a 1-1 counter on target creature. Right. Gave enters with five plus one plus one counters. This is a way to add counters to all the creatures Gave makes. Yep. And Gave too, maybe, possibly. And, yeah, and give Gave more plus one plus one counters, and then you could also... To make more creatures? Sweet Gum Recluse for six. In response, remove three counters from Gave to make three one ones. Boom, they that's... Got, there are four fours. Yeah, that's a lot of power and toughness. Yeah, Gave pretty good. Uh, Tyam, Luminous Enigma, this is an interesting one I hadn't thought about. This is one of the new commanders from... Oh, yeah. Uh, from Commander 20... Commander Akoria, whatever Ikoria, we call it. Ikor- Kam- Akoria Commander. Kamoria. From the Commander product this year. <laughs> uh, it's that 3-3 in Abzan that says each other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional vigilance counter on it, but you can pay three and remove three counters from among creatures you control, and you mill three cards, then return a permanent card with CMC three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. There you go. So Sweet Glum, gum gives... I always want to say Sweet Glum, but it's Sweet Gum. It likes... Tasty gum. Uh, or it's sticky because it's a spider. But it adds three counters to everything coming in, or yep. that has come in this turn, and so that right there is enough to fuel Tyam maybe a couple of times. Yeah, and not to mention Sweet Gum will actually have four counters on it, one Vigilance counter as well as three plus and plus one counters. So just being able to get to that critical mass of three on creatures is tough in the Tyam deck, and that's how you really get going with all the combos you can do with it there. 
Uh, I thought Arachnogenesis is probably oh, yeah. pretty <laughs> good with this card. And also, it's a spider, so it could go in Spider Tribal. And Arachnogenesis is a cheap way to get possibly 10, 12 creatures onto the board. Yeah, so you need nine mana to get nuts with Squeakum Recluse. Yeah, but, you know, if you have enough instants in your deck, you could be holding it up for other things. Yeah. But, yeah. And you're a green deck, so hopefully you're just ramping like crazy at this point. So that's two and a green for an instant, and you make X one two green creature, or sorry, spider creature tokens uh, with reach, where X is the number of creatures attacking you, and then you prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by non-spider creatures. So often you make like eh, five, six, seven spiders, you take no damage, and then if you flash out sweet gum recluse, oh then all of a sudden you're going to add uh, three plus one plus one counters to all the spiders that got made. And they're all going to be four, five spiders with, with reach. reach. Yeah. Dang. I mean, there's a little magical Christmas land, but I, you know, I like Christmas. You know, I, I think Spire Tribal is a deck that's gotten a lot of attention, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that later. So, you know, it could get there. And again, yeah. th- these are big mana decks. This is a six CMC card, so it's no joking matter. Yeah, I think it's a it's a fine card. It's going to see some play. It's not going to be a staple or change the format in any way. Nope. All right, the next card is pretty interesting. Um, this is our second preview card. It is called Slash the Ranks. It's three white white for a sorcery, and it says destroy all creatures and planeswalkers except for commanders. So commanders live, all other creatures and planeswalkers die. Five mana, about the right cost for most board wipes in white. It's either between four and six. Uh, this is a targeted board wipe, and I am having trouble finding exactly where this is good. Voltron decks is all I could think of because your general one thing is going to mm-hmm. be better than the one thing that they've got, right? Because you have, right. you've put a lot of resources onto your commander, like auras and equipment and things like that. Yeah. And you usually don't have a bunch of, of different stuff. So, I mean... You wrote down another board wipe that costs five mana that arguably just beats this out of the water every time. Yeah, my question is, when do you play this? When is this, if it's ever, better than Tragic Arrogance? Because Tragic Arrogance is three white-white for a sorcery. For each player, you choose from among permanents that player controls an artifact, creature, enchantment, and planeswalker. Then each player sacrifices all other non-land permanents they control. So you don't choose their commander, which is usually their best thing, right? You choose their worst stuff for them to keep and your best stuff for you to keep. And even in Voltron decks, that tends to be good because you keep an aura, an equipment, a creature, and they they all have their worst stuff. Their commanders die. Yeah. You know. The commanders dying seems like the big part here. Unless you're a deck that specifically doesn't want to kill your commander and you have ways of dealing with the other ones. Um, It is notable that Slash Ranks does get rid of Planeswalkers, so it's a kill all Planeswalkers. But again... With Tragic Arrogance, very often, for most players, you're not choosing a Planeswalker. There's not even one on the battlefield, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. How often are you in a game where you're like, boy, there's five Planeswalkers out. I wish I could destroy all of them. Usually, there's yeah. one, and everybody kind of teams up to kill the one, and so you don't need a lot of... You don't need that on a board wipe, generally. Yeah. The ways I thought this card might be better, if you play cards like Leadership Vacuum, which is two in the blue for an instant, target player returns each commander they control from the battlefield to the command zone, and they mm. draw a card. So maybe you can be like, all right... Leaders Only, vacuum, then yeah. they don't then have commanders out. Boom. Play slash ranks, sure. Yeah. If you're playing a Child of Alara deck, you want to be very specific when you sacrifice Child of Alara because when it dies, you destroy all non-land permanents and mm. it can't be regenerated. And that now works with the new commander dies rules. So slash ranks might be a way to get rid of everything but your commander and still hold up that nuclear button, essentially. Right. It is kind of good with like, uh, oh, well, this is interesting because you wrote down a very similar card to what I was about to talk about. Oh, nice. It was on the next page, so I didn't see it coming. So I'll... Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I'll hold my thought and I'll let you read the next two cards you written down, You wrote down. Sure. Grave Pact, Dictate of Erebos. Basically enchantments that say whenever a creature you control dies, each other player sacrifices a creature. So then Slash Rank becomes a, everyone does get rid of everything and you only keep your commander. Right. But that usually works that way with any sort of... <laughs> if you have Dictate and Grave Pact out, bo- yeah, just most of the time you're just like, I Toxic Deluge for three, everything dies except two of my things or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I was thinking like... Uh, Fleshbag Marauder would right. actually be good in tandem with Slash the Ranks. Because oh, right. Yeah, Slash yeah, yeah. the Ranks, they all have one thing left. Fleshbag Marauder, I sack my Fleshbag, you all sack your commanders. Commanders, yeah. But now you've created two cards and like eight mana, and you could just play in Garrick's Wake or something, right? Like, True. That, that just does that. Although, you know, it's a much easier to cast a five drop than a three drop, which might be good on their own than to have a seven or eight drop, nine drop just sitting in your hand for most of the game that you can't cast. So, I don't know. Slash the Ranks, to me, is just not it's great. I, I, can't, I can't find... Voltron deck is about the only place I could think of playing it, really. Yeah. But, hey, 
if you have a very planeswalker heavy meta, we haven't seen a board wipe that really does this to this degree. So. That hits creatures also, right? Creatures there's, and planeswalkers. There's yeah. Elder Spell and some other stuff, but the fact that it, it's either not all non-land permanents or all creatures or all planeswalkers, but not mm-hmm. creatures and planeswalkers you know, without the other stuff. So I would just add this to the list of the many different choices of board wipes that White has. And when you're building a deck, just choose the one that you think fits best for your meta and your deck. Little hint. It's usually the ones that cost the least amount of mana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I would rather just play Wrath of God, I think, most of the time. Or Tragic Arrogance is an underrated card that I do like quite a bit. But I'm definitely not cutting that for Slash the Ranks. And do I want a worse Tragic Arrogance in my deck? I don't even think I want two Tragic Arrogance in most decks. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only other option is play both. But yeah. it's a lot. All right. All right, let's move on to the big one, the headliner. This is the new legendary creature. I'm sure the one that you've been waiting around for the most. Jimmy, do you want to do the honors? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of players are going to be happy to hear about this. It's Kolfenor, the last U. Not Y-O-U. U. Y-E-W. Yeah, U. All right, it's three in Abzan, so white, black, green, six CMC total for a legendary creature, Tree Folk Shaman. That's a 3-7 with Vigilance and Reach, like any good tree. Whenever Kolfenor or another creature you control dies, return up to one other target creature card with lesser toughness from your graveyard to your hand. Hmm. So it's a toughness matters wording. We've seen this before. Yeah. This is actually very similar to a card called Scrap Trawler, which is looking for a CMC of artifacts that are less whenever another creature you control dies, or an artifact goes to the graveyard, so you can return stuff to your hand. So it has this sort of combo-tastic ability. Scrap Trawler goes to the battlefield, though. This no, no, no. Scrap Trawler goes to hand. Oh, his hand? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because you're using KCI to make more mana. Right, 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 right. Uh, I think this is just your classic. If you want to build the Duran, the Siege Tower decks, or if you have a Duran deck, it's like a slam dunk in that deck. Um, Big Butts is actually pretty popular in EDH Rec. I looked it up. Arquetes, uh made that archetype really explode in popularity, but that is in Bant colors. But overall, there are about 3,000 decks on EDH Rec, which is about the same as the number of Blink decks. Wow. However, a third of all Aristocrats decks. <laughs> well, speaking of Aristocrats, I actually think Colfenor is probably more of an Aristocrats deck than it is a quote-unquote big butts deck, right. that it, a Toughness Matters deck. And uh, I think there are actually some really powerful things. This is going to be a synergy combo type deck that might be pretty strong. Um, I'm going to walk through some of the stuff we came up through. I guess we're going to walk through some of the stuff we came up with uh, regarding regarding Colfenor. But we're going to take a quick break first and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we're back. We're talking about our 
Commander Legends preview cards. Uh, Kolfenor, the last U, which is our legendary creature that we just revealed. I'm going to read it one more time before we kind of break down some cool synergies and combos we came up with. It is three in Absan, so six mana total for a 3-7 with Vigilance and Reach. It's a Tree Folk Shaman. When Kolfenor or another creature you control dies, return up to one other target creature card with lesser toughness from your graveyard to your hand. So when any creature you control dies... Look at the toughness. It can be a token, too. It doesn't say non-token. Yes. You look at the toughness of the creature that died. You look at the toughness of creature cards in your graveyard. Any creature that's less toughness can go to your hand. Equal to just less than. So if something with three toughness dies, you can only get zero, one, and two toughness creatures back to your hand. Yeah, so it's pretty powerful. We know Scrap Trawler, like you said, Jimmy, is very powerful. And we know you can get into certain loops and synergies and combos with this type of effect. And so I think you do this same thing with Kolfenor. Um, I think you want to start with creatures that have higher toughness on the battlefield than they do in the graveyard. Right. And that way, anytime something dies, you can get back, you know, like, uh, here's one that we wrote down, Endless One. It's X mana for a 0-0 Eldrazi, but it enters the battlefield with X-1-1 counters on it. So it scales really well. Yeah. So in your graveyard, it's always got zero toughness. Mm. So anything that dies, you can always get Endless One back from your graveyard to your hand, even though you cast it for five mana and it's a 5-5. Right. And then when it dies, it can get other things from your graveyard. But then it dies and it's sitting in your graveyard and it's always a card you can get back. And there are a bunch of creatures that kind of fit that same mold. Yeah, and they're all very good creatures as well. Hangerback Walker is a card that a lot of decks just play uh, just mm-hmm. because of the utility it has and how it scales with the game over time. Makes doctors um, when it dies. Yeah, and then you've got Workhorse, which is a Josh Lee Kwai favorite. It's a six mana zero zero, but it enters the battlefield with four plus one plus one counters on it. And you can remove a plus one plus one counter to add a colorless mana. So it can give you four of the mana back. Although, remember, when it died, if you remove the last counter, it would die as a zero, zero. zero, right. So you kind of want to maybe remove three and then sack it as a one, one to get something back. Yeah. But that's a card. Or just use all of the counters on it and then anything else dying, pretty much. Brings it back. Because this is zero, zero again in your graveyard. Yep. Yeah. I like this, too. You put the modular creatures on here, like Arcbound Stinger. Uh, It has modular one, which means it can enter the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. And when it dies, you put its plus one, plus one counter on a target artifact creature. So when it dies, it's still is a 1-1. One, one. Right. It still sees it as a 1-1, one, one, so it can pick up your zero cost or zero toughness creatures, and then that that tough, that counter goes on to another creature, which makes its toughness bigger. Yep. So it's actually got a lot of interesting synergies here. And again, it's a 0-0 zero, zero in the graveyard. Uh, yeah. Arcbound Worker, same thing. It has modular, just doesn't have flying. And they're cheap creatures, too. Yeah. Two mana, one mana, so that means you can probably cast it again when you get it back. Uh, Very important, yeah, I think, yeah. for, one, for the synergies you're going to want to get into. You don't want creatures that are going to cost a lot of mana to put out, because you're going to want to try and get into some loops where you're Mm-hmm. casting sacking casting sacking over and over again uh this is a new one cryptic trilobite it's a uh, xx for a zero zero but it enters the battlefield with x plus one counters on it and you can remove a one one counter from it to add two colorless mana that you're only allowed to spend on activated abilities and then you can pay one and tap it to add a one one counter to it so if, i'm not sure listen we're not going to build an entire deck today right right we're just giving some ideas but if there were enough activated abilities you maybe include this and it's possible you include this anyway even if there's not just for the fact that it is a card that has higher toughness on the battlefield than it does in the graveyard yeah and another thing that we'll talk about a little bit later but endless one hangerback walker cryptic trilobite trilobite you can pay zero and yep. cast them and they immediately die and go to the graveyard so that means there are certain cards that we're talking about later that care about this sort of thing yep uh sweet gum recluse is a card hey. you may consider because it has three toughness in the graveyard right but it has six toughness effectively on the battlefield also gives toughness to your other creatures and and sweet gum can kind of sit in for all these cards there's a ton in green mm-hmm. that say when it enters the battlefield you know put a plus one plus one counter on target creature or whatever that's a creature that's maybe like a one one right and then you know but it actually gives you an additional power on something so it's a two two when it's on the battlefield one one in your graveyard type of deal yeah, and this, again, powers up the cards we just talked about. Endless One, Hangerback Walker, Workhorse, Cryptic Trilobite. So all of them could benefit, potentially, from the Sweet Gum Recluse, as well as the Crystalline Crawler, which we talked about earlier, which is similar to Workhorse in a lot of ways. Yeah, Crystalline Crawler would be three plus one plus one counters because you have three colors in the stack. Yeah. So it's a 4-4 four, four on the battlefield, but a 1-1 one, one in your graveyard. And it gives you mana back, which makes it effectively a cheap creature like Arcbound Worker or something mm-hmm. because uh, the fact that you can get your mana back out of it. And again, like we said, we're going to want to get into these loops where we're just casting a creature, you know, maybe over cycling between again. two creatures right. just over and over. Okay, so here's the thing. When the creature dies, 
It can also have higher toughness than it would have in the graveyard if you have an effect out that's giving all your creatures more toughness. Oh, butts matter. Yeah, so there's like Ley Line of Vitality, which I think is probably really good in this deck. Yeah, it also has a very important line of text when creatures enter the battlefield under yep. control, you gain a life, but it gives your creatures zero, plus zero, plus one. And it's one of the Ley Lines, so if you have it in your opening hand, you can cast it for free. Mm -hmm. uh, there is Lumithread Field, which is one in white for an enchantment. Creatures you control get plus zero plus one and it has morph for one in a white <laughs> so you can make it a creature and then into an enchantment later <laughs> this is important because if you play two one ones like if all of a sudden on the battlefield one's a two two uh -huh. but then it dies it goes to the graveyard the anthem effect doesn't affect the graveyard so now all of a sudden mm. you can trade cards that are actually equal toughness and now you can you see what we're doing here hopefully you'll see yeah i mean in general anytime you can mess with the math and make it so that you always kind of get what you want seems great fortifying provisions is a new card from throne of eldrin basically does the same thing but it also gives you a food token when there is the battlefield yeah uh and then i think it's easy to get tunnel vision and only look for cards that only give toughness right but cards that give power and toughness also give toughness right and it, and this deck doesn't care about power yeah well i mean you're still it's okay because this deck doesn't say your creatures deal damage with their butts right so you're gonna right. if you're gonna attack or something you do want to give them power so like glorious anthem and gaia's anthem mm -hmm. blows both are three mana enchantments that give all your creatures plus one plus one yeah that is giving them one toughness so i think it's easy to overlook those cards still play those cards probably what you're looking to do is get an anthem effect or two out um, commander's insignia is another one cares about how many times you've cast your commander could give you know plus two plus two or plus three plus three maybe um dictative heliod is the same giving you a flash ability to do this so you can kind of set up what is going to be a combo turn most likely yeah or just really good value so now imagine that you're in the situation where you have endless one in your graveyard and you have you know uh what's one of the other zero ones hanger back walker in your hand Oh, uh, with the Anthem effect? With an Anthem effect right. out. You can just play the card for zero. It's a 2-2. Mm -hmm. two, two. Sack it to something. Get the Endless One back. Play it for zero. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Mm. Sack it because the Anthem effects will keep it alive. Right. And that doesn't even need to have one of the altars that give you mana when you sack it because they can technically cost zero. So that right there. Leyline of Vitality, you're gaining a life every time you do that. That's infinite life right just there. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. And Leyline of Vitality actually gives you the, the toughness boost that you need to even do it. So all you need is Leyline of Vitality and a sack outlet. And now all of a sudden you have infinite life just right there. Yeah, and there are three cards we've already mentioned that you can pay zero man to cast. Yep. So that's interesting. I believe Layla and Vitality has just become the most important card in the deck. Yeah, it is very good. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty darn good. It does everything you want. And gives Plus you're in life. white and black. You can find it if you want to. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, another category that we have down here are just creatures that cost zero because as we just demonstrated, if you're able to get into these loops or patterns where you don't need to be paying mana for creatures every single turn, then you're probably going to be able to go somewhat infinite. Um, so Mem Knight is a zero mana one one. Ornithopter is a zero mana zero two. Again, higher toughness, even better there. Yep. Frexium Walker, a zero mana zero three. Um, Shield Sphere. I can't believe it. I haven't even seen a lot of this card. This is a zero That's mana zero six. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all, you want cards that cost zero, um, not just like Endless One, but that actually have a zero in the top right corner because you're going to be able to cast these. I mean, Memnite's super, super good. If you have an Anthem effect, again, it stands in for Endless One, Hangerback Walker, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now you just cast it, sack it, get the Endless One back, cast it, sack it, get the Memnite back, cast it, sack it. Again, you need the Anthem effect to make this work, but as, you know, as soon as you do, you're going to be able to do stuff like that. Yeah, zero casting cost creature is very important here. Um, okay, and I was... I just put as a question I, you maybe may you have some cards in the deck that um make artifacts cost less oh. you know so like foundry inspector joyer's familiar yeah those things that say artifact spells you cast cost one less to cast because now all of a sudden right you can get the uh arc bound worker or whatever out for free now maybe or one less mana which is going to matter a lot yeah well let's say you have that and a hangerback walker out yep. and another one so you play the arcbound worker it comes out you sack it and then you bring back a endless one yep and then you just keep that loop going with an anthem effect or whatever so you're always able to get this card back over and over again and you can keep playing plus and plus some counters on the hangerback walker and you win the game right uh and then of course anytime you're sacking stuff and doing stuff like this there are going to be three cards that you're probably going to want. Phyrexian Altar, Ashnod's Altar, those make mana. Yep. Uh, you sack creatures and make mana. And then Altar of Dementia, which mill. mills your opponents. And again, in that situation with Endless One and Hangerback Walker and an Anthem effect, you know, if Altar of Dementia, or sorry, um, Dictative Heliod, right. if Altar of Dementia is your sack outlet, then you just infinite mill right there. 
Yeah, so there are a lot of ways to go infinite with this deck. Specifically, I mean, the Phyrexian Nationalist Altars are great because they give you colorless mana and colored mana. So again, they recast the card. Like we too. just said, you have you, even with a Foundry Inspector out and a Phyrexian Altar, you're able to go infinite in a lot of different ways because now you can pay. You can always cast a Hangerback Walker when you get it back for at least one counter. Remove the counter, kill something that has you know, and you just find ways to. Oh yeah, keep Walking Ballista is probably good in the deck too. Yeah, Walking Ballista. Yeah, <laughs> any, any of those cards that basically can remove counters to start killing things. If with these cycles going, you're able to go pretty infinite. Yeah. Pretty infinite. infinite. Pretty easy. And, and there's a lot of creatures that can fill in for each other, too. Like, yeah. you don't care if it's Hangerback and Walking Ballista or Walking Ballista and Endless One or Endless One and Arcbound Worker or those kind of things, right? right. Yeah. You just need Kolfner out and probably protected because they can sort of get rid of him in the middle of one of these as well before you're able to keep going. And then you're in basically the best colors for things that care about either creatures dying, leaving, or entering the battlefield. Right. So what you're trying to do is get, just get an effect on the board that cares about, you know, when a creature dies or when a creature uh, enters the battlefield. And or then the graveyard, as we'll talk about in a second, too. Because you're just going to play the same two creatures over and over. So the classic Aristocrats ones, Blood Artist, Zulaport Cutthroat, Cruel Celebrant, mm -hmm. Corpse Knight is a new one that cares about ETBs, and then... The card we talk about every single episode, Sir Conrad, yeah, cares about creatures leaving the graveyard. Yep, which is really good with Colfinor. So all of these are going to be able to give you a way to ping, 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 ping people all the way down. Yeah, to turn the the merry-go-round of I play this, I sack this, it gets back this, which I play for free, which I sack, which gets back the first card that I played, which I sack for free. Yeah, yeah, that's a way to turn that into a, into victory, right? Yeah, so this does seem like a very much a combo tastic deck. Obviously, yeah. a six CMC commander makes it a little bit harder, but once you're going, it's not like you need additional mana on those turns. You just play a bunch of zero casting cost stuff. Uh, and you're in green. Yeah. So it's not that hard to get to six mana, as we know. Definitely not. Um, and then you can also just go the infinite life route with the Soul Sisters. So that's Soul Warden, Soul's Attendant, Essence Warden, basic, and Light Land of Vitality. These cards that give you life when creatures enter the battlefield. So you can do a lot of things. You can make your life go to infinity, you can make someone else's life go to zero. Zero for an opponent is better, right? Because they can still pull, <laughs> they can still infect you out. Craig has taught me that infinite life is not... It doesn't mean anything to an infected. It's not as yeah. valuable as you want it to be. They're it's like, still Ooh. good. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> yeah. Then you maybe you want to win by making an uh, infinite amount of creatures. So like Bridge from Below allows you to make two, two zombies. Uh, if, if it's in your in graveyard, graveyard, there's a bunch of things. Uh, so I was looking at Bridge from Below, and then I was like, oh, yeah, there's that new white card that's actually better than Bridge from Below. Yeah. It's in, in this Pegasus instance. one. <laughs> or the unicorn one, sorry. Yeah. yeah. From Jumpstarts, Blessed Sanctuary, which is three white white. Prevent all non-combat damage that will be dealt to you and creatures you control. So just Pretty nice. good gravy. Pretty yeah. good already, yeah. And then whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, create a 2-2 two -two white unicorn creature token. So all these creatures we're talking about are not tokens. Endless one, yeah. Hangerback Walker, blah, blah, blah. And if you're just going to play it, sack it, get the thing back, play it, sack it, get the thing back, play it, sack it, then you're going to make infinite amounts of 2-2 two, two white unicorns. Pretty exciting. Yeah, that's Thanks, cool. Emil, yeah. for your blessing. Also, you're in green, so you could just play Guardian Project and draw your entire deck. And you'll probably have infinite mana. You definitely will by the time you draw your entire deck because you will have Ashnod's Altar or Phyrexian Altar that you draw at yeah. some point. And, and, and maybe the Foundry Inspector to make the mana cost a little less. Find so the Altar of Dementia so that you can mill everybody out. You have to be a little careful, though, because uh, this is not a May ability on Guardian Project. Oh. <laughs> so you could be in a situation where you actually... You don't have win. your win condition. Because now every time I do my cycling, right. that actually gets me closer to death because I'm drawing more cards from my deck. I mean, obviously, you're in green and white. You probably can remove the Guardian Project at some point. Yeah, find a way to get rid of it before you get rid of yourself. Yeah, so the next uh, section we call Don't Over-Focus on Toughness Matters. I think because Colfinor says the word toughness in its text box, it's really easy to think like, Got it's it, just like the Anthem blocks. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think like you can get back a lot of creatures that just happen to have low toughness, like Eternal Witness. It's 2-1. It's got one toughness. So that's a creature you can just get back at any time. And now if you have Eternal Witness... You can get back any card anytime something uh, dies, yeah. right? Because you cast Eternal Witness again, get any card out of the graveyard you feel like. It mm -hmm. Eternal Witness doesn't care about toughness. You know, you can get back your instants and sorceries. Uh, Reclamation Sage blows up artifacts and enchantments, only has one toughness. So that's a card that you would want to get back over and over blow up all the artifacts and enchantments yeah you put fog frog on here to a spore frog oh, just man. being able to get this back as well we've already known that if you can get into full-on loops where you always have a spore frog you're going to be doing quite a lot of work uh, fog frog is so stinking good because 
Yeah, you 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 sack it too and get something back out of your graveyard, probably <laughs> yeah, like an endless one or something. Yeah, 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 Hangerback totally. Walker, and then it fogs them, and then you re, you get it back with something else, replay it, and they're like, it's. I mean, it's like facing constant miss and things like that, where you're just like, yeah. okay, so I'm never going to be able to do combat damage until we can exile that thing somehow, and it's hard to because they sack it in response. Phyrexian also are looking better and better in this deck because you just need one colored man to make a lot of things come true. Both of both Phyrexian nationals are absolute must includes. Uh, and then a new card that we talked about a lot that I think is good in this deck, Trove Warden. That's the 3-4 um, Vigilance for 2 and 2 uh, white that has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, exile target permanent card with converted mana cost 3 or less from your graveyard. Mm. And then when Trove Warden dies, put each permanent card exiled with it onto the battlefield under the control of that owner's that card's owner. So this kind of stalks away cards from your graveyard and then when it dies they come into play onto the battlefield and the fact that you can get trove warden back with your other cards right and this is a deck with a lot of sacrifice outlets so you don't have to worry that like they're gonna you know bounce it or um exile it you can always sack it in response yeah it's true yeah and not to mention all of the cards we talked about hangerback walker all of their cmcs are below three because they're xx so technically the zmc is zero until yeah. you cast it and it becomes whatever the cast. Uh, I was thinking about some of this stuff too, but Evoke cards look very good with this deck because these are cards that immediately enter the battlefield for a cheaper cost unless you pay their Evoke cost. Well, if you pay their Evoke cost and then they sacrifice themselves. Yeah. So they immediately get in and then out and they'll do an effect and then they'll be able to trigger Kulfnor. So Shriek Maw is the classic. It technically is a four and a black creature elemental three, two with fear. And when it enters the battlefield, you destroy tar target non-artifact, non-black creature. But if you Evoke it, you only pay one in the black. It enters the battlefield. It will destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature, and then sacrifice itself. And then, boom, anything with less than two toughness, you can get to get back. Yeah, think of that, where you go Shriek Maw evoked, kill that thing, get my Eternal Witness back. Yuck. You know, play something else. You know, if I have an Anthem effect out, mm -hmm. you know, I could even play like an Endless One or something. Sack that, get the Shriek Maw back, recast the Shriek Maw, get the Endless One back, cast yeah. the Endless One, get the Shriek Maw back, re-evoke this. You know, you're evoking the Shriek Maw. Maybe, you know, if you're making Astronaut's Altar mana or Phyrexian Altar mana that whole time, you might be able to just kill like five or six things. Yeah. Notably, when the evoked creature enters the battlefield, the evoked trigger goes on the stack in which you can then respond by sacrificing it to an altar mana. and you get the mana and it still goes to the graveyard so it actually exists on the battlefield for a short second so there are some tricky things you can do when it's there uh there is wisp mare which is basically shriek mob but it gets rid of um enchantments oh. it's only one white like your guardian project when you're about to draw yourself out yeah so <laughs> pretty good yeah this one's really good vesper lark is uh evoke cost is one in the white when it leaves the battlefield you return target creature card with power one or less from your graveyard to the battlefield power so all your stuff's got low power yeah so you're, you can just sort of like start the cycle off too because you don't care if a hangerback walker comes in for a zero and dies or whatever or it comes in as a zero one right because you of have the toughness bust yep and then boom you just immediately get it back and then you can start the cycle from there which is pretty neat Yep, and then Revel Arc, of course, which is a classic combo-y synergy piece. It's four and a white for a 4-3 flying, but when it leaves the battlefield, you return up to two target creature cards with power two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, and you can evoke it for five and white. This is yeah. The evoke cost is actually higher than its Because the power cost. is so yeah. great. So that, then you just play it for five, and then you just sack it to one of your many, many sack outlets. And get it back, too, right? Then it's sitting in your graveyard for you to yeah. get back. Yeah. I like this one, Briarhorn. You can evoke it for one in the green, and it gives a creature plus three, plus three until end of turn when it enters the battlefield. So this way, you can actually change the toughness of something and then sack it and keep the cycle going. And also, it's a three, three, so when it dies, because you do sack oh, right, it to right, evoke, right, right. you're going to get something else back. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's almost like do that thing draw a card right out of mm -hmm. your graveyard yeah. yeah and then have something else that could potentially even get this back now that's a above three toughness or whatever yep there's cloud thresher which is two green 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 so six mana for a seven seven with flash very important and reach when it enters the battlefield it deals two damage to each creature with flying and each player but it has evoke for two green green so for four mana at flash speed you can basically get something with six toughness or less out of your yeah, graveyard. It's seven seven. It's yeah, huge. and deal two damage to all flyers and all players. So that is a very powerful thing to just get. You know, I think you it's possible you get stuck at certain points. People exile something at the mm -hmm. key point or whatever, and this will kind of get you going. Get the thing back out of your graveyard. Now I can go again. Yeah, and you could probably do a lot of damage with this if you can evoke it multiple times a turn. Yep. It is two green green is a little tough, but yeah, the evoke cards have a ton of value stable onto them, and they're great because they help trigger Kolfnor. Even when they don't, you get a you know Shriek Maw is a great card. You can get rid of a creature from one in the black. 
And it sits there in your graveyard for later if Golfinor is back out, right? You yeah. can get it back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got some other enhancers and combo enablers. So Tesa Karlov comes to mind because it doubles the uh, dying death triggers. The death triggers, which Golfinor is. Yep. Luris also does a very similar thing. Uh, you can just play it in the deck. You don't need to have it as your companion. During each of your turns, you may cast one permanent with CMC two or less from your graveyard. And you're constantly sacking things. Just and all, yeah, all the stuff we've named is two CMC or less or can be, right? Yeah. Endless one, you just pay X is equal to two, and there it is. You yeah. can't, by the way, you can't pay three for X on endless one uh, because Lurus... Or hanger back or any of those, yeah. Right, because Lurus sort of cares what you actually pay for X as whether it determines that to be two CMC or not. But still, very, very good to kind of, again... Colfinor might get killed, so you want to be able to just still do some of the tricky stuff. Yeah, and a lot of your win conditions don't rely on having the X of Hangerback Walker to be super massive. You right. can, again, cast it for zero and just have it keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and then a lot of sort of cards that we didn't flesh out exactly what you do with them, but they just seem really they, good. Yeah, they seem like they would do a lot of work. The Throy is a card we talked about with a huge combo potential. It's also an Abzan. And when it mutates, you can return any number of target creature cards with power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So you could just womp them all out at once and then have them all die if they have zero power or whatever, or you sack them if they're zero ones because you have some Anthem going on and it just seems like you can just get the train going really fast with that. For sure. I mean, yeah, if you have an Anthem effect, then Endless One counts as zero. Hangerback Walker t- counts as zero. Crystalline Cross counts as one you know and then they come out and they're they stay alive or they're bigger than that and it's a party netherite seems pretty good yeah tiam second mention in an episode who would have thought this is the one where you remove three counters from among creatures you control and then you mill three cards and return a permanent uh with three cmc or less from your graveyard to the battlefield yep a new card aura skyclave here fant when aura or another cleric you control dies return target cleric card with lesser converted mana cost from your graveyard to the battlefield so i just there's a lot of different things you can do here with this deck and it does seem pretty powerful with the combos because the stuff we talked about earlier, again, you can just on a single turn just go off and just infinitely sack and recast and keep playing things. People have to be able to remove Kolfenor with instant speed. Otherwise, you're able to just get around it. Yeah, I, d- I think there are enough pieces to the combo too, right? Like it's not a two-card combo. You have to get a, a few things going yeah. so that it's not going to be like CEDH powerful. But the fact that most of the pieces have a lot of... Uh, redundancy, mm-hmm. right? There are many cards that can fill the endless one slot. We just yeah. keep saying endless one, but that can be Hangerback Walker. That can it's be endless. Yeah, it can be Arcbound Worker. It can be a lot of different cards. And then there are a lot of cards that can fill the Sack Outlet spot, right? That can be any of the altars. That can be vis- Viscera Seer. That can yeah. be a lot of stuff. Then there are a lot of cards that can fill the Anthem effect slot to you know pump all your creatures. Gaia's Anal- Anthem. Uh, the vita- the ley line of vitality, vitality yeah. yeah so so all the pieces have much redundancy and then you're also in the tutor colors you have yeah enlightened tutor idyllic tutor demonic tutor vampiric tutor you pretty so, much get anything you need right so finding the pieces is not going to be super hard so i think you know and and that's kind of the most optimized powerful version the the eight and a half maybe nine version of it uh, i doubt it's nine but maybe up there somewhere ideally you're playing colfner on like turn three and winning that would be maybe four sort of how you're going to yeah uh, uh and, yeah i guess with mana crypts and stuff three is possible yeah and you again you have tons of cards like your blood artists as well so you just every single part of this combo deck there's redundancy everywhere yeah and i think you know a lower powered version that doesn't have as many tutors maybe doesn't have the fast mana at the beginning Mm -hmm. you know can get into these combos but isn't going to like tutor them out super super early could fit into a lot of playgroups uh power level that that everybody finds you know fun about their playgroup or whatever but i think colfinor can definitely be a very very strong deck and can can take games at, uh, at any point along the power spectrum all the way to cdh where i think I mean, maybe they'll tell me that I'm wrong, but I think it's probably not quite up there just because of how many pieces you need. Yeah, and then again, you can throw this in the 99 of any of your big butts deck like Duran the Siege Tower. You can make a Treefolk Tribal deck, and you're just going to get a lot of generic value off of Kulfenor being able to bring stuff back to your hand constantly. Um, if you play the Assault Formation deck, yep. I think it's kind of weird that the Arquetes deck and the uh, Abzan decks, because one's in Bant and one's in Abzan, right. but they're both trying to do the same thing. So there are different... It sucks that you can't put Arcades into these decks, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You'd have to play like a four-color mess to I think they that. just wanted to open up to another color. I don't know why they decided that was going to be blue, but... yeah. You know, I would have liked it to be red because red has Vent Sentinel. Oh, that, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, whatever. Blue has a lot of walls and defenders, so Arcadius cares about that. But yeah, I do agree that's a little bit And there's the Ikra Shadiki partner as well if you want to make a four-color deck, and that is a Toughness Matters deck as well. 
Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of different ways to go in it. I do think the aristocrats kind of sex energy stuff is probably the most powerful way to go. Or make some spiders, because we also have the sweet gum recluse. That's true. Good good job saying that. Yeah, yeah. It took me a I looked at it. I was reading it right off the car. I'm like, do not mess this up. This I don't want to look at this anymore. It's too many spiders. <laughs> too many things with spiders and eggs and stuff, and it's creeping me out. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for our Commander Legends preview cards. To the listeners... Remember, we're recording this episode before the internet or the world really knows about Colfinor. So, you know, we're just giving our initial impressions, our initial thoughts. It's very possible that we missed some cool synergies or combos. So what we'd like you to do is if you're thinking of cards like, hey, guys, this is the perfect card. Why don't you talk about this? Put it in the comment section. Yeah, be the first person to tell the world. Yeah. Not us. (laughs) Definitely put it down there so that other people can go down in the comments and see what other people have thought of because we'd like to know what are the coolest cards you see that are good with any of our new preview cards, but especially Kolfenor. Although I'd also like to hear what you think about Slash the Ranks and where you think that fits. And don't tell us about Fleshbag Marauder. We already know about it. Yeah, we know about it. We've been talking about it for a long time. (laughs) Uh, If you want to build a Kolfenor deck, or if you want to build a deck around any of the new legends from Commander Legends, we're in the early stages of previews, so, you know... Uh, but of course there's been leaks and stuff so a lot of people know about a lot of the legends anyway the set looks here's one thing that you can always buy arcane signets soul rings command towers right cards that you know you're always going to be able to use in commander you can Especially also make some new just commander pre-order decks. Commander Legends, right? Yeah. Like boxes and stuff of it, because you're going to want these cards for sure. Yeah. And um, I think over the holiday season, too, this could be definitely one of the most fun things you could do with family safe and sound. So cardkingdom.com slash command zone is the place to go to order all of your magic product singles. Anything at all, you really are getting the magic cards you're going to buy anyway and supporting our comp- our content simultaneously. Yeah, and because you're going to be drafting decks, you're going to need to buy a lot of sleeves. And of course, Ultra Pro has you covered from that whole spectrum. They have awesome sleeves with obviously art that's going to be themed to Commander Legends. They got play mats from Commander Legends. I think there are a lot of going to, there's going to be a lot of excitement over some of these new commanders, especially because this is the chance. Again, this was the year of Commander. You're going to see a lot of stuff in here. I'm pretty sure that it is going to make a lot of sort of old players and new players excited alike and represent that by having a sweet play mat. Yeah. Or sweet sleeves. And also sweet sleeves to keep your new Commander Legend cards from getting all dinged up because yeah. you don't want that to happen. Especially when you draft them, you don't want to just do the Josh Lee Quiet thing and just shuffle it bareback. Oh, no thanks. I mean, it just depends on what I drafted. And I don't rare draft much, so usually there's nothing of value in it. At least your your commander can be in the command zone. There you so go. Your high value oh, that's card true. there, yeah. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> all right, uh, no end step today because this is a bonus episode, so we don't want to have to come up with anything. Nope, that's right. But we will thank our editing graphics and logistics team here at the command zone. Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Manson Long, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nunn, Alfred Estaca, and Sam Waldo. Good job, everybody. And special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does the Living Card Animations that begin each of our episodes and also uh, a lot of the animations for the windows that sit behind us. You can find Jeffrey at Living Cards MTG. Yeah, send him some love. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.